Genesis chapter 32. This is a famous story about a man named Jacob who wrestles with God. And here's what the Bible says. Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. Don't you love that? He, he picks the fight and then he says, let me go. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked, what's your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Everybody say overcome. So, so such an important question every person must ask. So now he asked God, well, tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And, and now he's going to reveal his name in an action. Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face. I saw God, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Oof. Let's talk just a few moments. How to begin again. How to begin again. How to begin again. Father, thank you for the moments we share. Speak now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray you bless your people with this word. I pray it'd be right on time, right in season. Uh, for wherever they're at, you're so much bigger than the points that I've planned and the sermon that I've written. You can... You can talk right to every person's situation. I pray you do that today. In Jesus' name, help us to begin again. And everybody said, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Thank you. Amen. Uh, so when we get to the text, we find Jacob on the run. Uh, he has stolen from his brother. He has lied to his father-in-law. And he's now being hunted by both men. Uh, literally, Esau is trying to find him, his brother, to kill him. His father-in-law, Laban, is trying to find him to kill him. And Jacob's on the run. He's running from Esau. He's running from Laban. He's running from his decisions. He's running from his choices. He's running from God. <laughs> uh you can define Jacob, you can define his emotional state, you can define his mentality in one verse of scripture, Genesis 31, 31. I rushed away because I was afraid. If you want to know Jacob, I hate to say it, his life verse was not John 3, 16, Ephesians 3, 20, or Psalm 23. That's his life verse. I'm, I'm moving because I'm scared. I can't stop because I'm scared. I, I got to keep working and conniving and deceiving and lying and stealing because I'm... See, this is his whole life. Unsettled, discontent, rushing away. 
and it is here. Oh, I love this about God. It is here that God meets Jacob. Right there, God meets Jacob. It is here that God changes him. It is here that God allows him to begin again. Everybody say, begin again. Come on. And I want you to know today, friends, I feel this so deeply in my heart that no matter how far you've run, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how you feel, no matter how many mistakes you've made, we do serve the God that can help you begin again. We serve the God of new beginnings. We serve the God of second chances. We serve the God of the name change and the life change. We serve the God that will grab a hold of you and change your life. We serve the God who finds you when you weren't looking for him. You can begin again. Javen, pray for my kids. They aren't serving God. God knows how to find your kids. Pray for my spouse. He's not serving God. God knows how to find your husband. Pray for my wife. She's, she's kind of losing her mind. God knows how to find your wife. God specializes in finding people that are running from him. Hate in your heart, you can begin again. Recently divorced, you can begin again. Battling addiction, you can begin again. Dealing with anxiety, you can begin again. Feel like you made too many mistakes, you can begin again. Fighting sickness in your body, the doctor said you're going to die. No, you can begin again. Anybody need a miracle? You can. Come on, somebody help me preach. You can begin again. That's the God I serve. I serve the God who does not ask your past for permission to bless you. Now, I could just preach, but I'm a pastor, so I got to tell you how. I got to tell you how. How to. I got to tell you how to, because there's, I think there's a key in the text, and, and the first is you got to stop running. Jacob was left alone. Verse 24, a defining moment in his life, he's left alone. From chasing his father Isaac's approval to running from Esau and Laban, Jacob has been on the run, but he's finally alone. See, he was a hustler. He was a hard worker. He was a businessman. He was always wheeling and dealing. He didn't like to be alone. A lot of you don't like to be alone. A lot of you don't like to stop because if you stop, you actually have to think and process. So you just keep moving because if you're busy, you don't have to think or feel. See, most people run from issues but they don't run to anything healthy. So they end up going issue to issue, struggle to struggle, miracle to miracle, problem to problem, but there is a better way. See, the first half of Jacob's life is just running from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the, and now it's all catching up with him. There is a better way. And, and I want to give you a Bible word that we, we have been told is a bad word, but it's actually a great word, and it's repentance. (laughs) To stop running is to stop running in the direction you've been in and to turn to God. This This was the inaugural message of Jesus. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay, 
Repent of your sins and turn to God. Repentance is twofold. It is a change of thinking and a change of direction. Thinking and direction. Repentance is not just turning from something, it's turning to someone. Repentance is not simply remorse. Watch, watch. Repentance is replacement. See, you feeling bad doesn't change your life. Guilt doesn't change your life. God changes your life. Wrong G. Let me say it one more time. Guilt doesn't change your life. God changes your life. Paul said there is a repentance that is called earthly repentance or earthly sorrow that just leads to more shame and guilt and condemnation. He said, but then there is a godly sorrow that leads to actual repentance. That's when you, when you actually don't just turn to yourself and say, I've got to do better, but you turn to God and say, God, I need you to help me. Amen. Jacob meets God at the Jabbok River, the Bible said, Jabbok River. That word Jabbok means to be emptied. It, it actually means to be pulverized. It means, it means to wrestle. Wow. <laughs> See, it's not until you empty yourself that God can fill you. <laughs> A lot of us are, are, are walking around with full hands going, God bless me. And God's going, you already, got, you already got all that. Well, God, when you bless me, I'll let all this go. And God goes, no, you let that go and I'll bless you. <sighs> Lord, heal me and I'll forgive. And God goes, no, forgive and I'll heal you. <laughs> Set me free and I'll, and I'll walk out of this unhealthy, uh, unhealthy thing. And God says, no, you got to walk out and then I'll set you free. We, God, prove you're real, and, and, then, and then I'll serve you. And God goes, no, serve me, and, and, and I'll, I'll work on showing you who I am. But you, you got to get to Jabbok. You got to get to the place of emptying. You got to get to the place where you let go and let God. Many times we are praying for new things, but we must be willing to empty ourselves of old thinking, old patterns, old ideas, and yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple of old relationships. God, do a new thing. God, I'm believing for a new thing. Ooh, 2024 is just a month away. Let's go. Now, come on, baggage. Come with me. And God, you can't take that into this and think this will be different than that. So we want new things with old patterns. And God goes, no, no, no. New things don't come with old patterns. New things don't come with old mind. You, you finally got to get to the river where you empty yourself, where you let go, where you stop running, where you stop hiding, where you, where you finally let go of what was to walk into what can be. If you ever want to begin again, you got to meet God at a river. And it's scary to let go when you don't know what God's going to let go of. Can I remind you of Hebrews chapter 11 that says, Abraham went without knowing. That's not a cute Bible verse. That's scary as heaven. Come on, Sarah, pack up. 
We on the move. Where are we going? I don't know. But God can't take us there with knowledge. Faith and knowledge don't like each other. Faith and control don't like each other. God's plan and your plan, someone's going to have to give. <laughs> and it's at Jabok that you, that you let go and empty yourself. Stop running. Number two, you have to admit your issues. You know, we all have issues. You know, I got issues. <laughs> you know, last week I was real vulnerable with y'all. It wasn't planned. It wasn't in my notes. I just felt like I needed to share it. And you know what? People love that. And they love it because they're like, oh, MG, he's human. Oh, that's my guy. Because we... Because we've all tell ourselves that they're more spiritual than me. That they figured it out and I have it. That they never doubt and I still do. And, and so what we do is instead of admitting anything, we just keep covering it up, covering it up, covering. I'm blessed, brother. Praise God, brother. Glory to God, brother. Amen, brother. Hallelujah, brother. And we learn all this Christianese on a Sunday and on Monday, we're like, God, where are you? And, and, and you have to get to the place that you can look at God and say, I'm Jacob. See, Jacob means a lot because names mean a lot in the Bible. Names don't mean a lot today, right? But in the Bible days, they meant a lot. Names represented destiny, future, and character. So when the parents would name their child, it was a prophecy. See, Jacob was a twin. And in the womb of his mama, Rebecca, was him and his brother Esau. And the scripture said there was a fight in the womb. See, Jacob been fighting a long time. And when Esau came out first, the Bible says that Esau, I'm like trying to figure out how to not use my hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just want to start doing things. Esau came out of the womb. He came out head first. And as his last little foot was coming out, Jacob was holding on to his foot. So Rebecca looks at the second born twin and goes, ooh, you got issues. And she connects his entire life to a moment. Jacob means to grab or to manipulate or to scheme or to trick or to deceive. She goes, this is my problem, child. And he walked into and was born into her words. So when God says, what's your name? He has to get real. I'm a, I'm a deceiver. I'm, I've, been, I've been lying to my daddy. I've been manipulating my mama. I've been cheating my brother. I've been lying to my father-in-law. 
I'm Jacob. Scholars tell us this is the first time he has used his name in 20 years. He was hiding it. Who are you? Oh, I'm Isaac's son. Who are you? Oh, I'm uh, Abraham's grandson. Who are you? Oh, I'm Leah's husband. Hiding. Blessed, brother. No fear here, brother. Faith over fear, brother. Hallelujah, brother. Blessed and highly favored, brother. And he's, and he's hiding what's really going on. And God goes, can you admit that you need me? God says, who are you? And God doesn't ask the question because he does not know. I wrote down this little phrase to God this morning. I said, God, you are a way maker and you are a miracle worker, but you are also a question asker. I've learned that about God. He's a question asker. And when he's asking a question, it's not because he doesn't know. He's asking that question because he is trying to get up in my business. What, God didn't know his name? God didn't know his daddy? God didn't know his granddaddy? God didn't know the lineage of Jacob? God didn't know the, the promises that he had on this family? God knew who he was, but Jacob had to admit who he was. See, God knew that Jacob would never change without honesty, and God knows that we'll never change without honesty, because as long as I'm blaming my mama for her curse words, and as long as I'm blaming my daddy for ignoring me and loving Esau more, and as long as I'm blaming Laban for giving me the wrong daughter in marriage, and as long as I'm blaming grandpa, and as long as I'm blaming uncle, and as long as I'm blaming them, and as long as I'm blaming them, as long as I don't take responsibility, I can never be free till I go, I'm Jacob. Now, I can live my whole life outraged at everybody else or hmm. my name is Jake. I am who they told me I am. I believed it. I received it, and I've been walking in it, God. See, the first step to freedom is the admission that you need it. Jesus comes with one of his most famous sermons in John chapter 8. He grabs a group of disciples. The scripture says they are Jews who believe in him. They They are believers. And he goes, hey, you know I can set you free? It's such good news, right? Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Maybe you've heard that little phrase. That's in the Bible, John chapter eight. And he goes, hey guys, uh, I know you believe in me, but I can actually set you free. Like, like this is more than just heaven. I can actually like change your life. And they don't go, praise God. I got issues. Hallelujah. I've been dealing with a lot of stuff. Glory to God. I need help in my family. Praise the Lord. I've got this addiction. Praise God. I've been dealing with a lot of it. No, no, no. None of them say that. They go, freedom. We're Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves to anyone. Say what? Ever heard of Egypt? 
Ever heard of the Babylonians? Ever heard of the Assyrians? Ever heard of Rome? They were literally under slavery to Rome as they're saying it. They were free-ish. They weren't really free. They were completely controlled by the state of Rome. And they go, we've never been bound to anybody. How can, how can he set you free when you're fake? And when God says, what's your name? Jacob could have said, uh, my dad's Isaac. And when God said, what's your name? He could say, you know my grandfather, right? You, thought you changed his name. You remember? That's my granddaddy. But he finally admits, I'm Jacob. Like my mama named me Jacob, but I became Jacob. There, there were a lot of things that didn't help me in my childhood, but at the end of the day, I gave into it. I'm Jacob. So how, how do I begin again? I have to, I have to get honest. Oh, but it's not just honesty, because if it's just honesty, then it's just all about you. And there's no freedom in that. So now, it, now we have to do the last thing. We have to hold on to God. I'm going to have the team come up behind me. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. I love this about the story. Here's what I love about the story. I love that God picked the fight. And I loved that God tried to end the fight. I love this. He picks a fight with Jacob. And evidently, pretty quickly, God goes, all right, that's enough. I love that. I, I love this whole moment where Jacob has to make the decision. See, I believe that God was testing Jacob. All right, that's enough fighting. And now Jacob has to make the decision. Are you going to run from me like you ran from your house? Are you going to run from me like you ran from Esau? Are you going to run from me like you ran from Laban? Or are you going to stay and fight? Go ahead and let me go and continue the cycle of destruction. And Jacob finally decides. Hmm. Frank, can I tell you, every one of us in this room will need to wrestle. Can I just remind you, you will wrestle or you will run but you will not do them at the same time. Oh. Some of you got to wrestle with family issues. Some of you need to wrestle with unforgiveness. Some of you need to wrestle with that addiction. Some of you need to wrestle with your low self-esteem. Some of you need to wrestle with that anxiety. Some of you just need to wrestle with God. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because if you don't wrestle, you will run. And if you run, you will just prolong the issues. So God goes, go ahead. Do what you've always done. If that's what you want. See, what Jacob needed, he needed his own encounter with God. His grandfather had encounters with God. His dad had encounters with God. But now Jacob is having his face to face with God. Oh, man. And every one of you can have that. But it's on the other side of holding on. See, he had been in the presence of God in Genesis 28. But now he's encountering God face to face in Genesis 32. There is a difference. He had been in the proximity of God. But now he has the opportunity to know God. Do you know how many times I've been walking with God since I was 15? That's 25 years. You know how many times I've tried to run or wanted to run or thought about running or yeah. ran? Yeah. <laughs> and it has only prolonged my progress. But every time I have decided in the midst of wanting to walk out, I will wrestle. That's where the victory, that's where the miracle is. That's where I look back and go, thank God. Thank God I wrestled. Oh my God, thank God. Does anybody have that in your heart right now? Can you look back at at least one point in your life where you went, thank God I wrestled. Thank God I fought for that child. Thank God I fought for that marriage. Thank God I fought for my faith. Thank God I fought that offense. Thank God I fought that hate in my heart. Thank God I fought that frustration. Thank God I fought that that addiction. Thank God I wrestled. Come on, anybody got to thank God I I thank God that when God said I could run, I didn't run. When God gave me the permission to run, something in me went, I won't let you go. Be seated, I'm almost done. So Jacob now asked the most important question of our life. Well, who are you? Hey, I was honest about me. Who are you? I'm a deceiver. Who are you? It's that question and that answer that'll change your life. Moses had to ask it in Exodus 3. David had to ask it in Psalm 18. The disciples had to ask it in Matthew 8. Peter had to ask that question in Matthew 16. Paul had to ask it. In Acts chapter 9. Who are you? And when you ask, God will reveal himself. Because he's not far away. Starting from scratch, he made the entire human race. This is Acts 17, 26, and 27 and made the earth hospitable with plenty of time and space for living 
so we can seek after God. And not just grope around in the dark, but actually find him. I love this. Uh, go, to, go to 24. He doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He's near. <laughs> See, Jacob needed God. He had, a good, he had a good lineage, but he needed God. He had a lot of money, but he needed God. He had a big family, but he needed God. He knew how to hustle and grind and grit, but he needed God. He knew how to run, but he had to learn how to wrestle. He needed God. And it's not until you know and admit who you are and know who God is that freedom can finally be experienced. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. <laughs> Jacob needed God. In, in, in Jacob giving God his name, he was saying, I, I'm a deceiver. That's, that's where I'm at. So when Jacob says, God, what's your name? God doesn't answer with a name. He answers with an action. What, what's your name? I bless you. See, God blessed him and changed his name. But, but maybe, maybe God blessed him by changing his name. Oh, I like this sermon today. I like this. Because see, I've been right there. See, you see me now, but I, but I, re I remember Jacob. You know Jabin, but I remember Jacob. You know, you know, pastor, but I remember Jacob. I remember the insecurities. I remember the addictions. I remember the poverty. I remember the small mindsets. I remember, I remember the fear. I remember the panic. I remember the worry. I remember the lust. I remember the struggle. I, I remember, I remember feeling all, of, I remember him. And so, so where, where I am today, I, I have to celebrate that that I'm no longer who I was. And the blessing is not the house. The blessing is not the car. The blessing is not the money. The blessing is not the platform. The blessing isn't even you. The blessing is that I'm not who they told me I was. I'm not who the devil told me I was. I'm not who the demons told me I was. I'm not who Rebecca told me I was. You're no longer your past. You're no longer your mistakes. You're no longer what they told you. You're no longer your worst season. You're no longer your shame. I am who God says I am. I am who God says I am. Can I remind you today, you are loved. You are healed. You are a child of God. You are saved. You are redeemed from the curse. You are holy. You are forgiven. You are free. 
are well supplied. You are protected. You are promised. You are no longer Jacob. I need somebody to clap, clap, clap. You are Israel. This isn't in my notes, but it's coming to me right now. So from that moment, Jacob's got a limp. Never listen to a preacher that doesn't have a limp. I'm not talking about swag. I'm talking about brokenness. I'm talking about, ow. Oh, God's all over that. Ow, Jesus. You ought, to, you ought to be under a preacher that's got bruised toes because the Holy Spirit knows how to just fix it. Yes, sir. And now he's, he went from a runner to a wrestler to a limper. And at the very end of his life, we find him in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Bruce leaning on his staff, worshiping. That's what the Bible says. See, after he had his encounter with God, he had to grab a little worship stick. Every time he walked, he remembered I'm an overcomer. I remember seeing him face to face and he let me live. I remember the day I met God for myself. And he would now lean on that staff and at the very end of his life, he gathers his 12 sons. And he leans on his staff and Hebrews chapter 11 says, and he worshiped and he blessed his boys. 
he's no longer stealing blessings. <laughs> oh, that's a praying tongue. Stop. Now he's giving blessings. Daddy, I thought you were a thief. I was. But then I met God. And I used to take, but now I give because he. Because he found me at the river. I got one minute. Just hold on to him for a moment. Just put your hands up and just hold on to him for a moment. Just hold on to God. Just reach out to God. Just don't run. Wrestle. Don't run. Wrestle. God says, you can let go. You can go back to your old way. You can keep doing it your way, Jacob. No, God, we're not letting go. We're not letting go until you bless us. Lord, I pray you meet people right where they're at right now. We choose to no longer run. We choose in the name of Jesus.